Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this episode of Team Success. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that for me has been very instrumental in my career, and that is the importance of constant learning and constant growth. And what really kind of validated my thinking about this is when I was reading Cy Wakeman's book, Reality-Based Rules of the Workplace. And we actually had a chance to talk about this when I had the awesome opportunity to interview her. You'll see that on the No Ego podcast if you look back and in our stream of episodes. And one of the things that she talks about is the employee value equation. And I was really fascinated when I read this and when she talked about it. And this is how it breaks down, and you'll see why this ties in. So first of all, when you are assessing the value of a team member, and by the way, this could be yourself, you really want to look at three things. Number one is their current performance. How well are they performing the responsibilities today? Then she talks about, and this is relevant to today's conversation, their future potential. How are they keeping themselves apprised of what's happening with their clients and the industry and the marketplace and the role that they're currently functioning at, and even how they're going to prepare for future roles. So that's really their future potential. Minus, and this is really the topic of her third book, which is called No Ego, How to Eliminate Drama in the Workplace. So the third element is emotional expensiveness. And if you're measuring each of these things out of five, it's current performance out of five plus future potential out of five, minus three times their emotional expensiveness out of five. So you could have someone who's very, very capable, who's got great future potential, but who's also a drama queen or a drama king. So they might have five plus five minus 15. (laughs) They're in a negative zone. Anyway, to learn more about that, again, grab her amazing book, Reality-Based Rules of the Workplace, and her other books too, Reality-Based Leadership and No Ego. But really, that's kind of what she's talking about. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about future potential and what does that mean? And how does a team member, how does an entrepreneur with a team really encourage this in themselves and other people? Because I think this is a really relevant conversation, especially for entrepreneurial teams, especially in our rapidly changing digital world. And it can be tough to kind of know what to keep pace with. And so I think for myself, I've really taken the attitude of I'm just going to keep learning everything that I think of as useful. And what's really fun about that is that when you start this learning path and you start sharing, you know, books you're reading or podcasts you're listening to with other people, they're like, oh, well, I've been listening to that one too. I had a great example of a book that I had just listened to on Audible, which is called Never Split the Difference which is written by Chris Voss, who's brilliant and was an FBI hostage negotiator. This is all about negotiation and how you can apply his experience to business. And it was funny, I was just happened to be at one of our coach events and I was mentioning, I just listened to it. I was totally inspired. It was fascinating. Managed to one of our coaches, Chad, and he promptly pulls it out of his bag. He says, guess what I'm reading right now? Mentioned it to Lee Brower, who was, I was sitting with at dinner. He pulls it out of his bag. I'm like, what are the chances? But we are all kind of on the same page, literally and figuratively, about this book. I just found that really inspiring. Gives us such a great way to you know, just to connect with people, but also just to learn, just to be able to soak up other people's information and expertise. And this is really what I think Sai is talking about when she's talking about future potential is how do we keep ourselves 
tuned to what's coming, kind of ready, expand our capacity for new information, expand our capabilities. Even if we're not experts at applying everything we've learned yet, at least we know it exists. I call it stalking my quiver because I'm the kind of person who needs to have a lot in the background. I have to have a lot of information that is available to me as a resource for people because I love taking in learning and curating information. It's one of my favorite things to do, which is why I mentioned all these resources in these conversations. But I don't often know exactly what I'm going to need until I'm talking to someone. It's very customized and personalized and individualized in my my experience. If I'm coaching Ontario team leaders and the team leader program, then I'll make reference to what I think would be useful for them. If I'm talking to a client about a particular topic, and it could be anything from work to relationships, then I'll pull that out of my quiver of what I know. You know, and all these different circumstances probably at this point in my life, I do have something I've read or touched or seen or heard that will be of value. So I'm a huge fan. But there was a point in my career where I wasn't actually doing this. And it was kind of when I was super focused on raising my young kids. And I was kind of okay to kind of just do what I've already been doing, which I'm hoping was a high level of productivity. But I wasn't expanding much. I wasn't feeding my brain enough. At some point, I got really, really frustrated. I got frustrated with my career. I felt like I wasn't growing. And then I realized there was only one person responsible for that. And that person was me, with the person sitting in my chair. I couldn't blame it on anyone else, nor should I have, by the way. But it was up to me. And anytime you're getting stagnant or feeling stuck, at least my strategy has been, and I learned this again the hard way, is to go and learn something new. Go into someone else's world, into someone else's capability. Put yourself at the beginning of the learning curve, which sometimes does take some commitment and some courage, and just have that beginner's mind. Just open knowing you don't know. Very, very powerful. It's actually incredibly refreshing once you get used to it, kind of like diving into a cool pool, but also immensely satisfying. It's satisfying to go, oh, I didn't know this. What a great lens through which to look at the world. So in my circumstance, I, you know, have been certified in Colby since 1995, which is coming up on quite a few years now, but I hadn't learned anything new in terms of profiles or psychometric ways of looking at people and lenses through which to analyze our behavior. So I went and got discertified. And fortunately, some friends of mine, Ross and Wayne, were getting certified and we kind of arranged to do it together, for which I'm very, very grateful. And it was fantastic because then I had this whole other capability, which immediately made me feel incredibly more useful. First of all, it also worked my brain, which I appreciated. I had more to offer other people and more to offer my clients, more perspectives and ways to coach people. And since I love nothing more than giving people insight into what their challenges are or strategies that they can use to help get out of whatever kind of stuck place they're in, this was huge. I mean, one of the things I love about DISC is one of my clients is very much what's called a D personality. So very driven, very direct let me stress, very direct person who was struggling to be in these all-day meetings. Well, first of all, no kidding. He would keep his patience for a while and then, bam, at some point he'd get triggered and then, you know, something would ensue that was not all that pleasant. So I gave him some of the coaching language. You know, the whole point about the DISC is how you can kind of be in control versus out of control. 
which I think is super important. So, you know, how are you using your talents and your preferences in terms of personality for the best result, not the worst result? So when he was starting to come across a little bit, you know, the upside is direct and clear and very discerning in terms of being a D. The downside is dictatorial. Not so useful. So when he was going into that mode in a meeting, he coached his team member after I sent him this list, and she would start rubbing the side of her nose when she thought he was coming across as too dictatorial, at which point he would pull back, usually be quiet, and usually excuse himself from the meeting, which, by the way, meant that the meeting proceeded just the way it was supposed to. So that was kind of fun. And then he told me he propped up the list, and he had it in front of him in terms of the kind of upside downside of his D behavior, and he would use it as he was writing emails so that he remembered that he needed to connect with people and say hello and not just be all, you know, de-bossy. It was such a pleasure to be able to give this person I really, really cared about, who's a lovely, talented, passionate individual, just to give him some more tools about how he could have better teamwork, my deal, you know, with people that he cared about, so that his, you know, we all have personality preferences that can hijack us sometimes. And, you know, that was a little way to steer around those particular obstacles. Well, I love that. I love, love, love that. That was so much fun. And you probably have your own things that when you are able to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, you're learning with other people and they go, oh, that was so helpful. That just feeds our soul. That just fills us up. So I really think that It's really important to focus on new learning, putting in place new capabilities, one, to keep ourselves fresh and interested and engaged and present and contributing, because frankly, I think that's pretty much what all of us want. And that's in our current situation. But then to go back to Cy Wakeman's point, you also want to build your future readiness. And one of the topics that we'll be covering in future episodes has a lot to do with If you've been with a company a long time, or if you work with people who've been in a company for a long time, how do you keep yourself positive and contributing and not stale? And this is definitely one of those elements. No one wants to be put out to pasture. Everyone wants to keep contributing, especially once they've been there for a long time. But, you know, after you've been around for a long time, certain things get to be habits. And some of those things are positive and some of those things may not be. So constant learning and making sure that you're paying attention, not just what you're about, but also to what your environment needs. I mean, companies change, companies grow. And if we're not keeping pace with you know, the new management structures that are coming in, the new meeting structures, the new technology for having trouble learning those, you know, what are you doing to keep pace? It's not everyone else's job to make sure that you are keeping pace with how the company is growing. Everyone's doing their best to do it for themselves. That's on each of us. That's on our own selves to make sure that we kind of are self-managing in that particular regard. So I think it's really important that we take responsibility for our own learning. You know, one of the things I wrote about in Multiplication by Subtraction was people who just are acting entitled, they're legacy team members, so they just think because they've been around for a long time, they should still be around. But the problem is if their future readiness, future potential, as Cy Wakeman talks about, isn't there, they become less and less relevant, less and less part of the future. And that's kind of scary for all of us, unless you've got some other plans of something you're going to. I don't know about you, but I want to be future ready. I want to be making sure that I am up to speed. And sometimes you get circumstances that go, oh, I need to learn a little bit more here. And other times you've got circumstances that really validate 
And our clientele, I have to tell you, are very up to speed on things. And one of the things that we do in the workshops often is kind of collect the newest books and resources and technology and apps that are really helping people, which is a great place to learn. A lot of my team members are far more on top of stuff. Lots of times I know stuff they don't know yet. So I love being a resource, but I love that sharing. And it was really fun in the workshop the other day where people mentioned stuff. I'm like, yep, I know that, and I know that, and I know that, which is not necessarily to pat myself on the back, but I was appreciating the fact that I had kept my ears and my eyes open for new things, new things would be relevant and useful, and not just for me, but also for my audience. And that was a validation that, <laughs> that constant learning is important, hence topic of today's conversation. So I want you to think about what are some ways that you could up your learning? How can you build your future potential? You know, obviously, you want to stay really, really good at what you're currently doing. But how can you up your game in terms of your market, your environment that you're in, even the very team that you're in? We've had a lot of new hires recently. And I need to learn all their names. (laughs) You know, something as simple as that. You know, it's critical that I'm not going, oh, is this is this Jennifer or Stephanie? You know, that kind of thing. That's a little embarrassing when you don't actually remember someone's name. So it could be as simple as that. So pull up your, you know, company database and start memorizing some key features of people and what they do, because that's really meaningful. That's a very simple thing to start with. One of my other favorites is listening to podcasts. And then I've got some friends, including my sister, Julia, who will send me podcasts, which I love. It's so easy, at least on iTunes, which is where I listen you know, to share, and then you can share to someone's text. You can just text them the episode, and then they can start playing right from there. That makes it really easy. I don't have to go and find anything. Really, really appreciate that. Reading or listening to a book. And I've been finding lately that my brain space for reading, although I love reading. My mom taught me to read when I was three. (laughs) Those tracks have been laid down a long time ago. I can read fiction, but sitting down to read a nonfiction book is becoming harder. And apparently I'm not the only one. So I've actually finally done what my colleague Glenn's been doing for years, and that is listening. And so I have an Audible membership, and you can listen faster. So if the person's talking too slow, you can speed them up, (laughs) which I really like, probably because I talk fast, I know. trying to level that out a bit. If you're listening to me fast, let me know. This will be entertaining. Most people have to slow me down. So listening to a book is awesome. I mean, it's great because Amazon makes a ton of money off me for this because then I'll often buy the hard copy or the soft copy as it may be. And then I may also buy the Kindle version if I'm traveling. So I actually sometimes buy books three times if it's that good. And I don't resent any part of that because I like handling it. I want to highlight it. I want to refer back to it. And for nonfiction, that's pretty critical for me. So that's one of my favorite, favorite ways to learn. And that makes great use of travel time. Also, it is kind of fun to hear the voices. You hear it at a a different level. Going to a conference is another great way just to get a ton of information from different people. And what's also nice sometimes is you listen to people and you're like, oh, you know what, that's actually not of use to me. And that can be a very valuable piece of information when you are discerning about what will be useful to you, to your audience, to your team, versus what is useful. And so really being able to tell yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, I think is a critical skill. And sometimes you'd be like, oh, actually, I knew more than I thought I did. That's never a bad feeling. 
Or you may go, wow, that person is exactly the puzzle piece we've been missing in our company or in our deliverables for our clientele, you know, whatever it is, then you tap into that. So going to a conference, even if you only find one or two key things, great way to get away, change your environment, be stimulated by new inputs and come back with some new learning. One of the other things to do, even on a more essential level, is frankly explore your city, explore a new city, do a new activity you haven't done before. There's all of this research coming out about how new learning just helps grow your brain. And sometimes when you do it in non-work setting, it can actually lead into you being much more willing and open to learning in your work setting. So even just learning in your personal life, I shouldn't say even, I actually think learning in your personal life is pretty important. One of my favorite authors of all time, and I was listening to a wonderful podcast that she's doing on the Broken Brain podcast. So look for that with Jennifer Kalari. And Jennifer, I had a chance to meet her at a conference, which was like a dream come true, because she's so wise when it comes to connecting and talking with kids. Her book is called Connected Parenting. Again, Jennifer Kalari. And listen to her podcast with Drew on the Broken Brain podcast. But it was I was reminded of her incredibly valuable information. And so often I will look for podcasts by authors that I love because I get up to date with their information because books take a while to write. Podcasts, often you get people's core essential information. It's like this awesome hack. And so I really appreciated that. And I'll actually be interviewing her for this podcast in a couple of months. I'm very excited about that. But I was reminded of her calm technique, which is just a brilliant way of communicating. I'll be sharing that in a future episode shortly. But just, you know, it's like, oh, I just love being refreshed on that thinking because I put a lot in. I'm not saying I remember it all all the time. So getting refreshed on what's important is really key. So just feeding your brain, feeding your interests, feeding your passions, getting better at what you're already good at. You know, I love coaching people. I love profiles. I understand some of how the brain works in terms of our both cognitive abilities and our affective preferences and our conative, you know, striving instincts. I'm aware of how those things play together. So I have a particular way that I look at things. But each of those are distinct. And I've been educated by very different organizations on each of those three elements. So I just am a sponge for any of that kind of stuff. I also, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't like the information, but I love having a framework through which I can filter it. And that's what happens when you keep feeding your brain, when you keep feeding what you're already passionate about, is you begin to go, oh, that's sort of useful, but not really. Or that's amazing, I need to lock that one in. It's just how we get smarter, it's how we get more useful, and it's how we get more contributing. So just to wrap up, I just want you to really give yourself the opportunity and the credit for being really good at what you do, but also to keep expanding that. We all have more to contribute. We all have more to give. But sometimes in order to be able to do that, you need to feed yourself. Feed yourself all this great learning and information. And we have live in this incredibly networked world. So take advantage of that. There's so much great information out there. Obviously, I don't want you to get overwhelmed. But when you feed something you're already passionate about and somewhat skilled at, you'll just soak it up like a sponge. So my advice is be a sponge. <laughs> Take it all in, sort through what's useful or not for you and your audience, and then you will always make sure that your future potential is bright and shiny and you'll never fall into that danger of really only being useful now but not in the future. So I think that's a really critical business and personal capability to develop. So here's to constant learning. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. And I'll talk to you next time on Shannon Waller's Team Success. 
The Team Success Video Series is a brand new online learning platform to give your team the tools to thrive in an entrepreneurial business. Whether you have five team members or 500, Shannon Waller provides expert strategies for confidence, harmony, and success. You're just one click away at teamsuccessvideoseries.com. Oh, 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 o